The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. And if you can't tell, I am pumped for this season opener coming Monday, September 8th. Be there, Monday Night Football. Get your ass in the seat. Fill up that place because we got to be loud and proud because the Bronx hoes are coming to town, baby. And that's what we're going to talk about on this show. Show 206. That's right, Ritter Nation, show 206. Before I get into the show contents, let me talk about some things here going on at the Raider facility in Alameda. Luke Lawton got picked up again as a fullback. I liked him very much in our last game. He was a good performer, had great hands, and he blocked pretty well, too. I think he's a good stopgap for the Orrin O'Neill injury. I think it was a great decision to bring him back. I like the guy. I didn't know why they come in the first place. I think it was some kind of salary deal. Okay, here's a little tidbit. Guess what? We got Ashley Lalee. Everybody knows Lalee, the ex-Bronco, of course, is now a member of the Raiders. He was over at the 49ers for a while. Didn't do nothing there. So his best season was an 0-4, 1,084 yards, 54 catches, and 7 TDs. Let's just hope we can resurrect this guy, and instead of Ashley Lalame, he will become Ashley Lahiro and come on in and make a great addition to our receiving core. If not, he's out of here. <laughs> That's what I say. For sure, this guy has a continual strained calf, whatever that means, but it seems to keep him out of a lot of games since this 2004 season. Let's hope his injury bug blows out and he's done and he comes in and makes some catches for our team. So let's get on to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Old Do you know about my city? Old the city of old. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of old. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Today's show will be no crushing Raiders hope. That's right. Everyone's on us. Everyone's down on us. The media's pummeling us. But there's no crushing the Raider Nation. I'm telling you right now, people are ready for Monday. They're ready for the season. And watch out the rest of sports media because you're going to have to eat those words, Patna. That's right. Article by Steve Corcoran. Gene Upshaw remembered. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, his service and what was said. Um so that you guys get an idea of what was happening there, what will be happening in the entire NFL, of course. And we're going to hit the Bronc pregame. I love it. Shatterat predicts Super Bowl. That's precious. You can't ask for a better tug-on prediction than that to make our team rise above their abilities and skills and everything and give it all on the field. I say Raider 27. Broncos 10. Our defense is going to kick some ass. And, of course, we're going to hit the bone line for sure. Bone line is on fire. We got you guys coming in, and we have a special guest. Yes, you're going to love it. All right. No crushing. 
the Raiders hope. I lift my hand to the sky for all my homies to die. They'd rather be in their grave instead of blowing my time. So beware, cause they really don't care. I'm you for breathing the wrong air. Take it from me, cause I'm from there. Although I dance, make ends, parties, I like to start. Look behind your mind and open down to the heart. Who's trying to warn these wannabes not to clown? I'm an OG fool, the old stands for Oak Town. Do you know about my city? There is no crushing hope, and hope always starts with our owner and general partner of the Raiders, Al Davis. You know, Al turned 79 on the 4th of July, which is something we always like to bring up during that time of year. It kind of inspires the nation. There's no secret that Al's not as good as he used to be on his feet. Matter of fact, he uses a walker. But the guy is still as sharp as a razor when it comes to Raiders and football. We want him to see another football victory, and that's what he's trying to give us. 45 seasons since he's joined the Raiders in 1963 and three Super Bowls in his pocket. We'd like to make it four. Davis tapped into some resources with some big-time money this season to bring back some greatness to Raiders team that has lost 61 of the last 80 games in the last five years. Now, somebody in the front office quoted Al Davis, or actually didn't quote him, but they know what's going on in Alameda. Hey, it's no surprise. You work anywhere, you're going to know what's going on. The quote is, the old man is tired of losing, and you can believe that too. This guy right here has put millions of dollars into this team, along with his heart and soul. Cannot let it go down. It won't be because of lack of money if we don't win this year. He wants that old Super Bowl victory feeling back and the greatness of the Raiders. Now, the last time we won the Super Bowl, Davis was 54. Now, the Raiders are 185 and 198 in the 24 seasons since the Raiders last hoisted the Lombardi Trophy. With Al Davis authorizing huge contracts to players like Kelly Asamoah and Fargus, Javon Walker, who slipped in the door, Quaim Harris, and safety Gabriel Wilson, D'Angelo Hall and Darren McFadden, you know he's trying to put some food on the table for the Raider Nation. That sounds like a whole lot of beef to me, and Al Davis has not slowed down a lick when it comes to opening his wallet for this team. Now, we got to think about some things going on here. You can't blame the guy for putting money in because other teams have turned things around in one short season. The Atlanta Falcons went 79 in 1997, and the next season, 14-2, and a Super Bowl berth. That's one season later. The St. Louis Rams jumped from 4-12 in 1998 to 13-3 and a Super Bowl champions the next season. Let's not forget the New England Patriot Rats went from 5-11 in 2000 to 11-5 and winners of the Super Bowl ensuing champion that we should have been because of the tuck rule. Yeah. In other words, the Raiders see hope, and hope is the operative word. You know, the nation always sees hope, but in this season with the additions and the backup, and I know we're thin in some positions, but we're making progress. Coaches for two years in a row in the same playbook leads us all to have hope in the thought that we might be able to make a dent in the NFL this season. Now, Al Davis... When he met with Gabriel Wilson when he was signing his papers, Gabriel had this to say. Oh, yeah, 
I know he'd love to have that, Wilson said. When asked how much it means to Davis for the Raiders to win a fourth Super Bowl, he would love to get one more, no doubt. I know I'm trying my hardest to get him one. I know the defense is. I know that everybody in the organization is trying to win one for him. He's tired of losing. The city is tired of losing. And we have to get back to that winning track. Don't you just freaking love that? Coach Lane Kiffin is one shouting directions. That's right. He's out there with his hoarse voice. You've heard it before. He's pushing this team to a victory season. I can feel it. You can feel it. The only ones who can't feel it are the day's media that use us as a punching bag that they have for the last five seasons. Now, the way it's set up right now, we have a good chance to win a good part of our games this season because of our weaker schedule. However, that's not the reason we're going to win. The reason we're going to win is that, like I said, we have Russell, we have Miller, we have McFadden, we have Justin Fargus. We have a decent offensive line that can make holes for these running backs. And now, of course, we have a fullback to help that happen. A lot of things have happened since last year, and I think a lot of remedies have come true. Yes, we've had some bumps along the road with Champagne Walker and injuries here and there. However, I see light at the end of the tunnel, and it's so goddamn bright, i got to put some sunglasses on. So I'm going to tell you this, Raider Nation, have hope, be cheerful, be positive, loud and proud like you are no matter what our team does. Because I'm going to tell you, you got a reason this season, and it starts with Lane Kiffin, and I'm going to tell you what. It's going to begin with a beatdown of the Broncos on Monday night. So if you haven't already, get your ass in a seat. We need your voice. We need your laughter. We need your participation in the Raider Nation. So if you can find a seat in Mount Davis, if there's an open seat, don't fear. There is no bad seat at the Coliseum. Put your ass in one and join us all on Monday night for the premier game of the evening when the Oakland Raiders take it to and shellac the Denver Broncos. Okay, on a somber note, and one that I think um, is befitting a gentleman of his tenure, uh, Upshald is recalled in laughter and tears, and that's uh, from Associated Press. And let's just go ahead and see uh, what they had to say about the service for our man, Gene Upshaw. Fifteen years with the silver and black, and, um, well, let's just go. It was a stirring mix of laughter and tears that filled the concert hall of the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday as family, friends, teammates, and colleagues celebrated the life of Hall of Fame lineman and longtime NFL union head Gene Upshaw. He was my friend. He was my brother. I will never forget him, said Art Shell, who played alongside Upshaw on the Raiders' offensive line for more than a decade. Uppy, I'll miss you. About a thousand people gathered for the three-hour service, which featured the strong, impressive voices of Metropolitan Baptist Church choir and speakers who recited hilarious anecdotes and other fond memories about the man whose toughness on the field 
was matched only by his determination and negotiating table as an executive director of the NFL Players Association for 25 frickin' years. He didn't just tell us to eat our dinner, recalled his son, Justin Upshaw. He told us to eat every stinking bite or he'll poke it down our throat. <laughs> you gotta love it. Sounds just like him. He played the same way. Upshaw died August 20th of pancreatic cancer, which had been diagnosed only days earlier. Only a few people knew he was sick, and the suddenness of his departure at age 63 was a shock to the football world and the Raider Nation. Even television analyst John Madden, Upshaw's former coach with the Raiders, found himself at a loss for words. Madden came to the podium saying, I'm thinking right now Gene's up in heaven, Madden said, near the end of his remarks, and he's looking down, and he's, he's having a quip on everything. He's probably saying, John, you've been up there long enough. Why don't you just go sit down? <laughs> Madden said, I just want to say this. For over 40 years, Madden stopped. Fighting back tears, he couldn't. He couldn't finish the sentence. I'm just going to sit down, he said in a choked-up voice. Like Gene said, said Madden, who then left the stage in a tearful walk. The NFL will honor Upshaw with his initials and his uniform number stenciled on the field for all 16 games this opening weekend. The league had announced that all NFL players would wear a patch all season with the initials GU and the number 63, former uniform number of Gene Upshaw. It was originally announced that it would only be stencil on the field for the season opener at the Giants Stadium between the Redskins and the Giants, but instead the entire opening season will have this stenciled on all the fields, uh, and that's going to be pretty damn cool. And I'll say this, for all the bashing the Raiders have had over the years, there's not a doggone media person out there. No, not Nancy Gay, not any other assholes of the week, Adam Scheffner, I could go down the list, of course that have said a word about Gene Upshaw. They not dare, they do not dare say a word about Gene Upshaw because they know how very close and personal that loss has been for the Raider Nation. I will say this for sure, that we will miss Gene, we will miss his tenacity, and only hope that we can conjure that up again in this season with this team and have the dedication to go ahead and do what he did and go beyond, beyond normal, beyond talent, beyond the normal, usual football guy stuff, the money, everything else, to bring pride and poise back to this organization, an organization that's been starving for it for five years. Gene Upshaw, you are an example to be followed, and I hope this team sees it and rides it all the way to the Super Bowl in your honor. Thank you, Gene Upshaw. You're a great Raider, and we'll be missing you. Okay, Raider Nation. The Brock Hose pregame. Please, please, please. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. 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 Give me that donkey, donkey. Just give me that donkey, donkey. This particular evaluation was on Bleacher Report, which I don't like sometimes, but I'll tell you this, it's not too bad. It got it down pretty good, so 
<laughs> I'll tell you that right now. And they got a pretty good matchup here, so I'm going to go ahead and follow the the general pattern of it, but uh, I got some other opinions on it. So when these two teams take the field on Monday night, the game of is a serious matchup between individual players that just have to work it up. This is an emotional game, and it's been more emotional every season since we've been losing. Last year was a ray of hope. We could have beat the team twice, but we failed to do it the first time by a stinking field goal and, of course, the Shanna Manson and his rat call of a timeout at the, at the field goal. Well, let's get into the game, shall we, and not get too personal. I hate these bastards. Okay, at, at the left tackle position, Denver is starting a rookie, which is good, Ryan Clady. He came from a very successful program at Boise State, but Boise is not the strongest conference in the league. He's not had much experience against some of the best college football players like the SEC in the South. So week in and week out, he's going to get a beating and a lesson this year. His first lesson is going to be from the Oakland Raiders and Derek Burgess. I believe they will get a great greeting. How will this first NFL game be? I think it's great. Can he play well on Smurf turf? Yeah, he can, but we can exploit that with the Coliseum, which I love it, and Derek Burgess is ready to roll. He's gained 10 pounds of muscle, he's meaner, and he's ready to go, and with Kalimba Edwards on the other side, it's going to be great. They're going to be hitting Cutler a couple of times at least this game, and I'll tell you what, we got two picks last season, and I think we'll be able to at least repeat that this year because our DBs are so much better as well as our safeties. Now, they do have a great running game, but I think we can do something about that with Gabriel Wilson. I think he's more like a, more like, like a Woodson. He's going to come in there and put the hurt on people. I'll say this, too. At the defensive line position, we're going to be able to pummel Cutler because he has that typical doggone Broncos rollout. It's typical. They fake the run to one side and roll to the other side. I think we have a lot of speed. I think especially in the safety position, if we run blitzes against them, we're going to be able to hurt them big time, just like Brady got pummeled in the Super Bowl from the Giants' defensive line. They just would not let up, and I think if we can keep that on the defense, we can certainly keep them from scoring points and take out Cutler early in the game. His confidence will be shaken, and that's what happened the last time we beat him. We kept his confidence down and kept him running, running all over the field, and the two interceptions just took the air out of his balloon, partner, and you got to love that. Now let's look at the Raiders' O-line against the Denver's D-line. Can we get a running game going? I think so. Last year, we put the numbers on him at 175 yards and literally ran Sam Adams out of the league. I just love it. Now, we can do it again all four quarters, I'm sure. I think we've got a better chance at making holes this year, and I think with Luke Lawton coming back into the picture, we'll have a better running game than I thought once Oren O'Neill got injured. Now, the only problem we're going to have here is we're going to have false start penalties. I can't stand that. I hope we got a handle on it, and we really have to watch that very closely. The Raiders do get a little edgy, and it could be tough the first series of the first quarter. But we better get it figured out quick, and we should get it figured out right quick. We cannot afford those penalties this game. I'm going to tell you, this running game for the Raiders is going to be great. 
But watch out for Zach Miller because he's having a big game. Because when they start to fake the handoff and the play action, Zach Miller should be open all the time. Their DBs aren't strong, and there's rookies in the back. We should be able to throw the ball as long as Jamarcus keeps his cool and doesn't telegraph the doggone pass like he has been during this preseason. This is something I'm severely worried about, and I think we should keep an eye on it. This is the turning point in the team. Special teams is huge in this game, and any game, of course, but especially this game. We cannot afford fumbles, and we cannot afford to have poor field position in this game at all. Jankowski I'm kind of concerned with because he's had this injury so long, and Leckler also has been hurt as well. So our both kickers aren't doing so doggone well at all. Also, okay, Johnny Lee Higgins hasn't had the best preseason. Let's hope that he shakes the, the shaky Jake drops and gets it together and can make some moves. I don't have a whole lot of faith in him as a returner, and I can't wait for our real kick returner to come back from being hurt with his arm. Let's see. They don't have Jason Elam either, which was a big mistake, and it was usually a beatdown in the Bronco press that he got rid of Jason Elam for a very small amount of money. The contract issue was nothing, and they let him go over an attitude problem. I don't know what that is, but I think Shatterat had an attitude, and they are not happy that Elam is gone. But you get what you get, which is a rookie kicker, and we'll see how he does because he's going to be trying to make a lot of kicks because I think our defense is going to keep him out. You know what I'm talking about. That's right. Let's look at the Raiders' D-line against their O-line. Now, we know that their offense works. We know that they have a good running game most of the time because they use the same blocking scheme as we do. Now, can we stop it? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Ricky Brown can fill in partnership with Sam and uh, get it together and make some tackles. Morrison, of course, will be in the middle. But the big thing I'm worried about most is our weakness, delayed runs. Delayed runs kill us. They've killed us all preseason, and it doesn't seem like we have an answer for it. Look for Denver to delay run up the ass on us this game because it's very successful and it has been working pretty good. I hope that Rob Ryan does a good job of planning for that because I think that's the case. And other than that, I think our pass rush across along the edge is going to be absolutely brutal and unstoppable. I think Tommy Kelly, I think Jade Richardson, I think uh, Derek Burgess, I think all our linemen are going to have a great, great year. I even think Tardell Sands, and I call him Turdell Sands, is going to get in there and make some big-time plays. I love it. I love the fact that we can push him out of the middle and make him roll. We have the speed to make it happen, and I'm telling you, he's going to roll to the wrong side, and he's going to get hammered. I can't wait to see Cutler picking out the Oakland dirt out of his, out of his helmet because that's going to happen on more than one occasion. Now, Walker and newly acquired Ashley know this team very well. They know how the passing game works. We've all seen it for five years. He hasn't changed it very much at all. The offense remains consistent. That's one thing we can count on. That's one thing we can count on with our defense. Jay Russ needs to make great plays. He needs to get on it and move the ball. He needs to stop telegraphing his passes so that he can be a little more stealthy and make some more completions. At the very least, he'll give a break to the receivers and the tight ends that are going to get hit really hard when he's looking straight at him before the pass. That's how passes get picked off. 
and I don't think Jay Russell will be come out unscathed. He might get one interception this uh, on him this game, but let's hope not. D-Mac needs to make sure he turns that burner on after he gets through the first line. He can't be turning the football over if any fumbles or tip passes. Jay Russ needs to keep his passes controllable. Make them lob when they lob. Make them missiles when they're missiles. But you don't have to throw a missile on a 10-yard screen. That's what I'm concerned about as well. We'll have to see it. But I think our team's going to play well, like I said, because they have to. Now, our defensive backs against Cutler. Here is a big matchup. He is a young QB, and he has had his ups and downs, but he is a good quarterback. He's every bit as good as <coughs> Elway. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But he's pretty good, and he has a lot of upside. So the downside is I love to do this. You can just take the wind right out of his sails. You hit him a couple times, you get a couple picks on him, and he, he just falls out. It's a great thing to see because Shanna Rat, he just gets red-faced, and I can't wait to see that either. <laughs> now, our three linebackers are brutal in coverage. When they throw the ball over in the middle, which they like to do in high-pressure situations, I'm seeing two, two interceptions right there. I don't see the interceptions on the outside. They're deep in the secondary. I see them inside close with the slant routes because that's what they're going to have to do because they're not going to have any time to throw the ball. That's where I see the pressure. That's where I see the turnovers. They will try to run on us, but when they can't, and they will stop, they'll we'll stop them in the first quarter for sure. So they're going to have to make those short, over-the-middle passes uh, with the rollout, and I'm sure with our speed it's going to be trouble for this cat. I love it. I love it. Cutler's going to be running for his life. Now, Brandon Marshall was suspended. Yay! So their wide receiver course is thin. He was their best receiver and showed great promise last season. So watch out. He ain't there. Eddie Royal, which is a rookie, is going to have to get in there and do it. I think he'll make a mistake. We'll see. Now, I'm ready for this game. I can't tell you how pumped I am for the Denver Bronco game. I'm pumped for many reasons. I can't freaking stand the Denver Broncos. They are my number one. They're my number one list of hated teams. The Denver Broncos. That's why I love to call them hoes because that's what I look at them. They is hoes, partner. And I hate them. And I can't wait to have them come into Oakland because I have a lot of faith in this team. This is a team I think could beat their ass, not just win, hoping they'll win. I'm hoping they win big. I'm hoping they take the Broncos and make a statement. That's what the Raiders need in this game is to make a statement. Not only for Al Davis to see, Lane Kiffin to see, but mainly for the fans to see. It's a home game. We're at home against our worst division rival. This guy, these guys have been working us for years, and we got to turn that worm around and kick some Bronc hose ass. And I think we could do it. I'm happy. I love the mashups. And I'm telling you, hell yes, we could kick their ass. And hell yes, I can't wait to see a lot of Bronco fans leaving the parking lot of the Coliseum. Heads bowed in shame. Before I get into the bone line, let me just remind you fans that are coming to the game on Monday night and want to come on over and tip a beer with the Raider Nation podcast. Try to get there early. Try to get there often. 
And come on over. We're in the South parking lot. If you look at our webpage, www.RaiderNationPodcast.com, on the front page, you'll see a little map of the South parking lot. Actually, we're going to be about two parking, parking lanes in from the Coliseum Roadway that goes around the Coliseum right in front of the McAfee sign in the South parking lot. Check it, check it, check it. So if you're going to come to the tailgate, you are all more than welcome. We're going to have some video. Colorado Chris, you know, New York Tommy and Tommy, the Jet fan's going to be there, of course. Raider Rick. Uh, we have a ton of people showing up. Raider Frank will probably make an appearance. The crew will be in. Juan Jorge, you're coming down. Raider Mike, I know you're going to be there. Uh, Raider Nation Podcast welcomes every and all Raider fan to the tailgate. Uh, a contribution, of course, is always welcome. Not that I'm begging for dough, but, man, this stuff ain't cheap to feed everybody. But I'll have some good food, we'll have some good beer, and we'll have some good times. We like to roll that way, and that's how we do it in the Raider Nation. So please come on down, make it happen, uh, and we're going to make it happen. It's going to be the season opener. I can hardly wait, man. Anyway, before I go on too far, let's get on to the bone line. 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181, throw us a bone, I know you want to, for all those who love to hate, Raider Greg and the Raider Nation, this is for you. Okay, Raider fans, here we go, the bone line. 1-800-620-7181, one 1-800-620-7181. 7181. Roll the nation a bone. Throw me a bone. Get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting out right here. We got some great takes. And here they are. From the nation to your station. Who we got first? Oh, my partner. My good buddy. Very good friend. Very good, awesome Raider fan to the core. Raider Rick. What you got, Rick? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Rick giving you a call. Hey, just wanted to chime in real quick, listen to the podcast this morning. I was laughing my ass off. I didn't know that Gary Coleman was a Panther fan, though. How did that come about? Anyways, uh, I'll chime in later. I just uh, wanted to get that thought out and talk to you soon. Bye. Raider Rick comes in with a brutal bashing, of course, of Gary Coleman, the proud Panther, the proud pussy. Well, you know what? That's what you get, proud Panther. When you come into the Raider Nation, what do you expect, partner? I'm glad you're listening, because I know you're going to be listening to this one, too. Okay, let's go. Who we got next, man? Oh, we got, who is this? Who is Raider Rico? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Rico chiming in. And, you know, with all this shady Raider who's who bullcrap going around, I just thought, uh, first thing I want to hit on really fast is that uh, I believe there's another Raider Rico out there. I believe he's the guy who has Raider Nation tattooed on his forearms. I am not him. I just thought I'd clear that up. Uh, but I am the Raider Rico from the Raider Nation podcast form section. So I just thought I'd clear that up because I did claim that name first. And uh, I'll post a picture of me on 
the form section. So when I show up to the uh, tailgate on the Monday Night Football game, that there won't be a bunch of confusion. All right, so I got thought I'd get that out of the way. Next, um, you know, the game against the Cardinals was very bad, and I think Kiffin realized very fast that the whole idea just to run a one-dimensional passing-only offense was a terrible idea. You know, it's the third game. You've got to go out there, and you've got to play it like a real game as far as the play calling because you need everyone to be ready for every situation, not just throw them out there with passing only. That worked for about five plays. Then we got intercepted, and we couldn't even finish in the red zone. It, it was a terrible idea. So I'm not going to get too down about it. Uh, I think Kiffin realized it was bad, and he was, as you said, he was arguing about with Knapp a lot. So I think that was uh, what that was all about. But uh, I don't think we're really going to know if this is a team that's going to be competitive. I think they will be. I just think we're not going to know to what extent until the Monday Night Football opener against the Broncos. Or should I say, Broncos. But I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm going to be there. Me and my sister stop by, say hi to y'all. Oh, it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait. We're going to pummel them. We're going to take it to their, ooh, Shanahan. Ooh, Shanahan, take it back. Oh, I'm going to, ooh, ah, I'm getting pumped already. Oh, I got, I got, feel, ah, he's going down. I'm just going to say that right now. And when he comes in, I'm going to give him one heck of a warm welcome. And oh, by the way, for all you haters out there that just love listening to the Raider Nation podcast, keep listening. Because you're not going to – I love you jokers because you guys come on and say the exact same thing. Your show's a joke. You should stop airing your show. It's a joke. If it's such a joke, why are you listening? Why are you bothering wasting your oh-so-precious time listening to a stupid joke of a show? So, you know, ponder that one while you, each, of you, uh, each of you fans are doing your dolphin thing or whatever that may be. I don't even want to know. That's probably disgusting and gross and I don't want to know. All right, this is Raider Rico from the Raider Nation podcast form section. I will dominate this year in fantasy football. God bless America. God bless the troops. And, of course, God bless the Raider Nation. Go Raiders! That's funny, man. Raider Rico, there's all kinds of Raider Ricos, uh, Shady Raiders, I mean, Raider Franks. We got a lot of Raiders, man. But one thing's the most important thing. You are all Raider Nation, which that, that counts the most. You know it does, and you know we're all loving the Raiders, so it's not an issue, but it's good to clarify who you are. <laughs> and as far as the birds game, the Red Birds, I know it sucked, period. That's all. I don't want to get too much into it. It's the past is the past, and the Bronx hoes are heading to town. Don't forget to look at our webpage because we have a picture of Shanahan and also Charles Manson, and you won't even believe how good, how much they look alike. It's funnier than hell, man. you got to check it out. That's why I call him Shannon Manson, because they look like twin brothers. I love it, man. Great take on the haters. That is great. I love it. And as far as fantasy football goes, good luck, partner, because the freak shows are coming to town. On a fantasy football Yahoo for the Raider Nation podcast. That's what I'm talking about. Who we got next? Oh, Raider Tim. Hey, what's going on, Raider Nation? This is Raider Tim calling once again from Oklahoma. I was just coming to calling the comment. What the hell? Who in the hell is this proud Panther? What the hell? What's with all these teams falling into the Raider Nation bone line? This is all mine. It's for Raider fans. You know, the pan- The last time we faced up against the Panthers, we're the ones that kicked their ass. You know, 
they may have had bad records at the end of the year, but when it came time to match up against us, we're the ones that whooped their ass. And, you know, I was thinking uh, earlier today, there's one way to stop all that BS, is that we go out there this season, kick some ass, take some names and kick some ass. And the first way to start that is opening up against Denver Monday night and kicking their ass. Uh, Raider Greg, Randy, still doing a good job on that podcast. I look forward to hearing it each and every week. And uh, go Raiders. Well, that's right. The Panthers did go down. And they went down hard. I love it. I don't know why this guy's talking so much shit here on the Raider Nation podcast. But it makes for great entertainment. Don't you see it? Brought Panther, you listening to this one too? You got to love it. Thanks for the props, partner. You know we love doing this stuff. Randy and I are digging it. This preseason, this over, we're into regular season, and we are digging football. The NFL is back. We got now Raider Tatum. Bring it down, partner. Raider Greg, this is Raider Tatum from the Midwest. Midwest, that is. Excuse me. Um, I heard your podcast the other day. As usual, I have a little rant with other teams calling in. This SOB, the Proud Panther, a.k.a. Pud Pounder, that piece of shit sounded like Elmer Fudd, that Waskwee Wabbit. I wish you could screen. I, I appreciate the fact that you let people like Pud Pounder on there and then that cowboy puke, whatever his name was. But Jesus Christ, 42 to nothing he's predicting. He can go blow his dog. Hopefully I'm PC correct and I won't uh, use any analogies referring to gay or lesbian activity. Outside of that, I'm getting ready for the September 14th showdown in Kansas City where I'll be hanging out with the Toothless Wonders. And as usual, long live the Sabbath, put Tatum in the Hall of Fame. God bless you. God bless the Raider fans, the Raider Nation, and uh, I'll be back soon. Long live the Sabbath. Elmer Fudd. Oh, you got to love that one, Proud Panther. I know you're listening. Ebedee, 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 ebedee. I love it. I love it. And the Toothless Wonders. That's great, man. Kansas City Chiefs, the Toothless Wonders. You got to love that comment. I just love it. I love it for sure, man. Thanks for the props. And you know what? Broncos are going down hard. Who we got next? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have a very special guest, and here he is, throwing down the gauntlet, the proud pussy, I mean panther. This is the proud panther calling once again. I got a little bet for you, Raider Nation, and you too, Raider Greg. All teams meet this year. The Panthers come to Oakland. If we win, you and your show. If y'all win, I will never call again except for one more time. And I will give praise to the Raiders and bash the Panthers. If you've got the guts, accept the challenge. Okay, Proud Panther, how about this? I'll tell you what. Here's my counter-challenge to you. 
If you win, you can suck my choda and call a friend and tell him about it. How's that, partner? And if we win, you can still suck my choda, call a friend, and tell him about it. How about that? That's how we roll, partner. Listen, I don't want to offend anybody with the name of choda, but I'm going to tell you all right now. Proud Panther, you're in the wrong place, buddy, to start throwing down the gauntlet on that. We kicked your ass before. And we will kick your ass again. I cannot wait to have you call in after we work you guys to the bone. So get a clue, get a grip, and get on out of the closet, partner, because you are a Raider fan. You're loving it. I know I'm loving it, and I'm loving having you come in. So do not, and I mean do not stop coming in on the podcast, because I know one thing. If you're calling in, you're listening. And I love them Closet Raider fans. I'll give you about two or three games before you make the switch, partner. Welcome to the nation. And when you do, you just can come on in the bone line and tell us the transformation story. I can hardly freaking wait. Who we got next? Raider AC. Come on in, partner. We're coming. To Oakland, to witness the massacre of the Denver Broncos and the Shanna Rats. Raider AC representing Portland, Oregon via SoCal. Out. I love it. I love it. It's a Michael Jackson blast coming right at you, man. <laughs> I love it. He is pumped. Raider AC is just like the rest of the nation. We are boiling with anticipation of this game, partner. I am loving it. Thanks for the props. You are pumped for the game, and we're loving it. Right on, Raider AC. Who we got now? Oh, we got the double edge. Raider on the line. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, Raider Greg and the Raider Nation? This is the Double X Raider coming to you from the West Coast. Correction, coming to you from the East Coast, but I want to be on the West Coast come Monday night. Now, I want to let you guys know the Cardinal game was uh, a little upsetting. However, it was the bird, and we had nothing to lose and we had nothing to gain. But we did what we did, and now it's all said and done. Come Monday night, we're going to see the real deal and see what's really going on, see what the Raiders are going to bring to the table. And I'm sure we're going to bring some stuff for them bronco holes so we can go ahead and get this thing going because I'm excited about the season. I can't wait for it to start. And I'm ready for some football, Oakland Raiders-style football. So you guys keep up the good work, man. You're doing an excellent job. And I'm going to be calling every week, man, to give you my two cents. But uh, Raider Nation, don't be despondent by the lack of performance during the preseason because it was just that, preseason. It doesn't count. It doesn't mean nothing. And when we threw the ball that one game all the time, it was an evaluation process. So we get no points for that either way if we won or lost. But we, what Kiffin got to see was exactly what he had. And I think those two rookie wide receivers need to be starting in the game, man, and go ahead and do some damage on these boys because them boys are catching everything. They were catching coals, man. They were catching the cops. They were catching everybody, man. So let them boys play. Let them do their damage. All right, man. This is Double X Raider on the East Coast saying, hold it down, Raider Nation. Peace. That's right, man. Don't be down. We're going to come back. 
And you know, our wide receivers, like you say, we could have a great game. I'd love to see that happen. But you got real good attitude, and you're holding it down on the East Coast because we are holding it down right here on the Monday night football game at the Coliseum. That's right, the Black Hole Raider Nation. We're going to rock that parking lot, Padna. And I hope I got some good video for everybody. And uh, you know what? I'm glad you're pumped. We need guys like you to come in, give us your takes. It's cool, man. Good Raider news. Who we got next? The Legend Killer. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, what's up, Raider Nation? This is your boy, the Legend Killer, and <clears throat> I got a little message for my partner, my homeboy, Juan Jorge. Juan, you want to talk some trash to the most electrifying man in our fantasy football league, <laughs> young man? You better pack a lunch because I'm going to take your ass to school hard when I face you. Um, as for Randy, the Paul Raider, I'll see you this week. Or rather, <laughs> you'll see my tail because nobody in this league can see me, fade me, hold me back, or nothing. I'm coming for all y'all. <laughs> and I just laughed thinking about little Juan Jorge sitting over there in his little corner with his dust cap on his head trying to come up with the big boys. Come on now. You're not even 18. You can't even buy a lottery ticket yet. Go get me a beer. This is your boy, the legend killer. I'm out. Peace. Ooh, brutal Juan Jorge rant. Oh, that was bad. Juan, you know what? He's putting you down. You don't have to come in on the bone line, but you can if you like and put it down for him because I know you how you roll, Juan, and I know you got some harsh words because he just let he laid the gauntlet down on you, buddy. But as a matter of fact, Legend Killer, you ain't going to make it, Padna. When the freak shows come to town, everybody's running, including you. We'll see what happens. The football starts on Monday. So we're going to check that out, too. Raider Nation, thank you for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. We are digging it. We are pumped. The season is here. Sunday night at Ricky's, we might show up there and do some film. So if you are in the Bay Area, check out Ricky's Sunday night for the pregame pate because we're going to be there hooping it up, making some video for the Raider Nation video cast, which is also doing great night twos, by the way. So Raider Nation, that's your pregame. That's a deal. That's a pump up. You know we got to win. I've said it before, I'll say it again. you got to get yourself to the Coliseum. If you can possibly ride there, bike there, skateboard there, hitchhike there, get yourself a ticket. There's still tickets at Mount Davis, man. We need everybody to be there so we can rock the house. And that's what I'm talking about. It is an unbelievable thing. Our first game, Denver Broncos, Monday Night Football. It will be crazy. And you know that for sure. We're going to get some video. We're going to send it to you out there in Rada Nation country, which is the entire globe, by the way, so you can see what it was like here on the season opener by watching www.radernationvideocast.com. www.radernationvideocast.com. Check it out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And we're done with this, this video. It's going to be fun, man. We have a great time. So I'm looking forward to seeing the nation out there on Monday night. We'll be getting there early. And remember, uh, be there with a smile because we got a lot to be happy with, man. And I can't wait to see the Bronco fans out in the parking lot. 
hiding underneath them black shirts. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> Broncos, welcome to Oakland, baby. This is Raider Greg, and I 